News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so uh, speaking of Olympic High School, we actually weren't. Well, I did. I mentioned Coach Joe White. He was the tennis coach at Olympic for a long time. But students at Olympic High, they walked out in protest over the um, the the student with the ankle monitor being allowed to play in the football game. And there were a bunch of these student athletes who uh, are on the volleyball team. They walked out, and now a bunch of them got benched. Yeah, uh, Serenity Simpson was a member of the Olympic High School's volleyball team for three seasons. That was until a protest she organized in front of the school. She says the protest was over the handling of sexual assault allegations on campus and across Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools. Monday, during practice, she says her female coach handed out punishments to those players involved. Quote, She said again she was disappointed and that we had no right to interrupt a school day and that it was a safety concern. Simpson says several volleyball players were suspended and benched from Tuesday night's game. See, now, right, now, see, if only you had gotten arrested and charged with something and got an ankle bracelet, you'd have been able to play. I understand why this is so confusing to people. Just commit the crime, you get to play. That's the... Right? Isn't that the standard? Look, it is very obvious that... uh, So a couple things. Just if... uh, I will say this for the students that did the protest march. Uh, Good for you. And you should welcome the punishment. Welcome the punishment. Because it's not really an act of protest if there are no ramifications. Think about that. When, when people are doing their silly little protests, like, oh, we're going to do a die-in. Have you heard of these, right? You've probably seen them. Where, like, it's, it's literally the least you can do to protest something. Like, quite literally. And I know people use the word literally incorrectly, but this is quite literally the least you can do as a protest act. Which is to go someplace, lay down, and not move. To just lay there. Right. You're literally not doing anything, just laying there. And then what? They get up at some point. You ever notice that you never see the ends of the the die-ins? What's up with that? I would very much like to see that. I have the same beef on TV shows and movies where they cut away. Right? Somebody catches somebody doing something and then it just scene cuts. Like, well, wait a minute. Why are you cutting away? I want to see, like, what did they say? Somebody just got called out for a lie. And did they have, what's their response to that? Now, I know if it's a soap opera, they're just going to come right back around, you know, re-rack it, accuse them of lying again, then they'll cut away again, and then re-rack it, and accuse them of lying again, and re-rack it. And then finally, they will have the response. But you never see what happens when the die-in is over. All right, everybody, get up. We made our point. And then they all head out to, you know, Chipotle or something. I don't know. So uh, if you're going to actually protest something and you're risking punishment of some kind, That's a protest. And so good for you. And I know it stinks. But that's the deal. That's the deal. Protesting when stuff matters and protesting when you actually could suffer some sort of penalty, that's what makes it a protest. Otherwise, it's just yelling at people, right? Or laying on a sidewalk or (laughs) 
<laughs> it's nothing. It's a Facebook post. It's a comment on social media, right? Like that's, it's not a lot, but actually getting punished for something, you should be proud of that. And you should always be proud of that. And I don't even have to agree with your cause. I just have, I have way more respect for people who actually suffered the ramifications of their protest than people who protest and then demand that they don't get penalized for it. Think Moral Monday. The Moral Mondayers. All those people that hopped on buses, drove up to uh, Raleigh all those years ago. Not, well, not all those. I don't know. What, 10 years ago? Eight years ago? And they drove up to Raleigh, and then they disrupted the legislative uh, building. They stormed the Capitol, you might say. Tried to prevent the functioning of the government in a kind of, oh, what would be a term for it, maybe insurrectionist kind of activity. And then they all got arrested. Remember, they would just turn themselves in to get arrested. And this was seen as such an act of bravery. Well, then they all had their charges dropped. So is that really an act of protest? All it did was what? The, the, the total penalty was what? You had to go hang out in a room for a little while. That's what your penalty was. So no, I don't, I don't have respect for people's protest like that. I don't. Uh, these, these girls that, that cut class and you know, staged a protest over an actual grievance and they got punished for it, kudos to them. Kudos to them. Uh, let me see here. This is who? Fred. Hello, Fred. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, Pete. Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, good. All right. So, so the girls, I think them, them getting put off the team or, or benched is a bunch of BS. The question is, is back during the BLM protest, I remember the stories of pe- kids walking out and protesting in Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools, did they get suspended from any of their sports teams or punished in any sort of way? That's that's my question. So, yeah, I don't know. And there were a lot of different walkouts. And let's, I mean, I said this at the time, too. Like, there are a lot of kids that join a walkout because they just want to cut class. So I do recognize that dynamic as well. Um, and I also recognize, though, that coaches, if they tell their kids, don't you cut class, and the kids do, then that's the coach's call, Right. That's that, that's part of the deal of being on a team sport like that. Um, but I but now on the BLM stuff, I don't know if you're talking about last year uh, when whenever that was all going on. Right, but a lot of that stuff was going on during COVID. So I don't know if they actually were in class. Were there sports going on? Oh, that's true. That that is true. Well, right. Yeah. So if you go now, if you go back to the the protest over the Keith Lamont Scott shooting in Charlotte, you go back to that one. Did kids walk out of class over that? Probably, I would guess, but I don't know. I wasn't here. Um, Officially, to that, I got a comment, but yeah, I, yeah. So, I, it, did the kids walk out of class for that? And were any kids punished for walking out of class for that? I don't know. Well, my initial comment is too is that you know, uh, Bill of Rights, you know, protects the government from coming down on us uh, 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 for you know protesting. Mm-hmm having some sort of grievance against them. And, I mean, I, I, I assume all of our underage children are afforded that same uh, uh, right. So uh, last time I checked, the school government is part of the government. Yeah. yeah. Not really. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. with the schools is that, well, there are a lot of problems with the schools. Haha. But uh, the problem here is that 
Um, schools, by dealing, because they are dealing with people who are not a majority age, but also uh, it is compulsory, right? There's you are they're in your custody as the as a government custodian. They're in your custody, and if the kids are walking out of class, um, then you know, like that, there are rules against that, right? You're not allowed to cut class, right? You, there, there's truancy law that's on the books, so. Um, I, I don't know how this runs afoul of that, but I mean, look, they're not, the kids are being punished by getting kicked off the team. And the coach said, don't do this. And as far as I understand, coaches are allowed to do that. Now I could disagree with that. And I do, but that's what the coach told him. But I mean, all in all, it just the, I'm not sure you could have handled this worse. <laughs> I'm not sure that the, the athletic department over there at Olympic, I'm not sure that you could handle this. Any, maybe, I don't know, maybe if you want to, I don't know, set fire to a live bunny rabbit, maybe. Like, you could add that into the mix somehow. That might actually make it a little bit worse. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, and 1-800-WBT-1110. A reminder, tonight at 730, it's the first installment of WBT's Talktoberfest with yours truly and Bo Thompson. It's on the WBT Facebook. So uh, head on over there and uh, we'll see if we can get censored. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or am I? Monica writes on Twitter, Pete, there is, yes, there is en loco parentis. Imagine if a kid disappeared or was injured, right, while they were leaving the schoolhouse for the protest. But really, really, they were punished because they created bad publicity for the school. Look, I, I agree. I agree. And, uh, like, I, I am not, I am not um, making any kind of an argument about whether or not I believe anybody in particular. All I'm saying is I'm giving the kids credit for actually suffering a ramification for actually having some sort of, you know, penalty incurred for their act. That, to me, is a greater act of protest. Because so many times people, they, quote, protest, but they don't suffer any kind of punishment for it. So is it really a protest? Or is it just you saying your opinion? Because I know something about that. Like, I do that a lot. I just give my opinion. And I, like, suffer very little ramifications for it. Like, otherwise, I would be, like, a protest host. But I'm not. Anne, welcome to the show. Hello, Anne. How are you? <laughs> What's going oh, on? Fine, thank you. Good. What's up? Oh, uh, I just worry that our country's going to that guilty to prove an innocent. The little boy could have been innocent. And the girls just said he was guilty. And if he comes up to trial... They'll still talk to their parents, and I hope they're not on the jury. Well, yeah, I, I, I doubt they would let the parents of the uh, potential victims be on the jury, and I'm sure that it would come up if it ever went to a jury trial. But, I mean, this is Mecklenburg County, so a jury trial? I mean, come on. Um, no, I'm kidding. But, Ann, thank you for the call. No, I appreciate that, that he's not been convicted of anything yet. Sure. Um and that's why we have a court system, which is why I'm so critical when uh, the courts become politicized. Uh, I am so critical of the lawyers that do it. Um, and I also, you know, don't try to rush to judgment. I've not given the the suspect's name or anything. 
My only point was that the kids who protested and are now getting uh, suspended from their team, like that they like that. That's what actual protest looks like, where you're sacrificing something because there is something else more valuable. There is a principle. There is something else that's more important. And it's an act of like they obviously and I don't know these people that that walked out, they're at the school. So does that mean like their friends may have been victimized or was it these kids? Anybody that was actually part of the, the, the walkout, were they victims of this guy allegedly? Or is he falsely accused? I don't know. I just think it's probably, it's probably a wise policy to just say, you know what? If you got the ankle monitoring going on, probably, shouldn't take the field extracurricular activities are a privilege and if you've now you know been accused of multiple sexual assaults you probably should ride the bench and this is the thing that gets me too like they're not even a really good team right i don't think they're even a very good team and i'm not trying to be pejorative or i'm not trying to like you know bash the uh uh, bash the 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 football team, high school football team. I and mean, the last time I did that, I got you know threatened by the high school football team. But um, like, well, I mean, it goes back to my high school years. But it doesn't matter. Point is here that um, the the decision to let the guy play probably not the best call. Maybe take this as a learning experience. Um, let me see here. Oh, that's right. This story. This was great. Um, Fox forty six story by Brett Baldeck. Fox46.com. Headline, more than just a slogan, no shooting zone signs appear in Charlotte neighborhoods. Just feel like I should read that headline one more time. More than just a slogan, no shooting zone signs appear in Charlotte neighborhoods. More than just a slogan. They're signs. These are, they're, a sign is literally a slogan. That's literally what it is, right? I mean, what is a slogan? It's just, it's, it's just some stated words. It's a sentence, whatever. Like that's, so no shooting zone, sign. Am I to believe that the sign equals violence prevention? Is that sort of like those gun-free zone signs and how they prevent all of the guns in the zones? Is that what I am to believe? Because if that's the case, then maybe we need to put a whole bunch of those gun-free zone signs around like schools and stuff. Has anybody contemplated that? We could put the gun-free zone signs around schools, maybe also put the no-shooting zone signs with the gun-free zone signs because it's more than just a slogan. I'm sure the signs will work this time. By the way, is it working? Did the signs work? Maybe we could have a follow-up on that. Are the signs working? Genuinely interested. Here's an email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. In 2017, CMS allowed students to have a walkout in support of illegal immigrants. My daughter was in... AFROTC, I believe that would be the Air Force ROTC, and was told if she attended in uniform, uh, she'd be kicked out, so she did not go. 
The rest of her school at Independence, well, most attended during school hours. CMS suspended or punished. I guess I think that should be none of them. Uh, I did complain to the high school principal, Legrand, in 2017. I guess that's uh, is that Independence. That was 2017. 2018, CMS allowed an anti-gun, gun control, gun reform rally during school hours. Again, my daughter did not attend. I complained again to the administration with zero input. Uh, but form letter answers with zero. Okay. All organized by Women's March Action. No one was ever punished. So, yeah, I mean, look, that does not surprise me at all. It does not surprise me that there are preferred actions that CMS looks the other way on and doesn't punish all their kids uh, for participating in. All right, I'll go over here to uh, Daryl. Hello, Daryl. Welcome to the show. What's up, Daryl? Had me on. Uh, Yeah, hello. Welcome. Yes, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, fantastic. Appreciate you having me on. Hello? Yellow. Are we going to do that again? You can hear me. I can well, hear you. What's your comment? Okay, my comment is, is your right to protest, and protest is really supposed to be peaceful. And as long as you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't be locked up. shouldn't be any uh, consequences. But the protest itself should uh, be enough to what people want to do to change the, pe- the, the minds of the ones that are protesting. All right, so uh, it sounds like you're saying then that the kids who walked out of the classroom should not face any repercussions, any punishment for doing so. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that uh, if they went home sick, they wouldn't have had to been punished. No, well, that would be an excused absence. Well, some people uh, would have an excuse, some wouldn't. That's like a doctor's excuse. No, if you go home sick from school, the school gives you an excused absence. That's right. Right. If you walk out of class like I used to do, you're just cutting. Yeah, that's right. Right, and that's not an excuse. I do agree that that they're doing different stuff for for other, you know, they're not, not fair. Um, just like you were saying before you had me on, but I think a protest should be peaceful. And if it turns violent or whatever damages, then that's a riot. Right. Well, yeah, but all right, so that's a different, so that's a different standard altogether. This is, we're talking about kids walking out of class in order to protest something, right? The, the, the act is to walk out of class. The act is not to loot and burn and riot and all that. So, no, the, nobody was arrested. There aren't any punishments like that, but there were ramifications that the coach apparently on this volleyball team told them don't do it, and they did it, and so then they got benched, and I think one of the students then quit the team in protest over that suspension. So um, that's the, but that's, I mean, look, the coach told you not to do it, and you did it, and like I think like that's within the purview of the coach, and if that's the kind of team they want to run, that's what they can run. Well, I, I I agree to some points and some I don't. Maybe the maybe the timing of the uh, protest was wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, look, this is the other thing too, and I, I made a, uh, I think, a comment about this the other day, which was, you know, the kids they walk out of class, and as I mentioned, you know, probably some people joined in just because they want a reason to walk out of class, and then maybe they just didn't go back, you know, but some of them were they literally were chanting, "We're not going back" or something like that, and like I don't know that. Or we're not leaving. Maybe it was something like, like, and I'm not really sure that was the best chant because at some point you do leave. You do go back, right? Like at some point this is going to end and you're going to either go back to class or you're going to go home. You're not going to just chain yourself to the tree or something out on the school yard and wait for, I don't know what, like, so the, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not defending them walking out of the classroom. I'm simply saying that they suffered a penalty for their protest. And that to me is uh, that that's more meritorious, if you will, than simply going out and, you know, screaming about something and then suffering no penalty for it. I don't even think that counts as a protest if there's no if there's no actual ram threat of a ramification. Right. That was my point. So I appreciate the call, Daryl. Let me jump over here to Stan. Hello, Stan. What's up? Hey, Pete, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to tell you something about the slogan in the neighborhood and their shooting zone. The no shooting zone signs, right. No shooting zone sign, correct. <clears throat> if you want to put a sign up, and you don't even have to have anything else but just a sign if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Put on there for any business, any school, whatever, neighborhood. People, oh, let me see how to word this. Um, Do you want me to put you on hold so you can construct no, the No, 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 I had it in my head now. I'm on the radio. I'm going to get kind of nervous. <laughs> um, enter this premises at your own risk. Ah. People are encouraged to have weapons for self-protection, including yeah. but not limited to the following. Firearms, knives, chainsaws, whatever they can afford. We hope you enjoy your stay. Right. That would be a safe neighborhood. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, there could be a lot of chainsaw on chainsaw crime that occurs in the neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> like, it just depends on your neighbors, you know? That's, no, the, that's the thing, like, the policing of this stuff. Uh, and, and I understand, like, part of me understands the argument when it comes to guns. And look, I am a gun owner, okay? Um, and so, like, I, I understand this. I am a concealed uh, permit holder as well. Like, I understand the arguments. But I also am kind of uh, a little uneasy with the idea that, like, in order to be safe, everyone's got to be packing. That's, I don't kind of like that idea because I have you met, have you met everybody else? You know, yeah, well, like there are a lot of people. <laughs> well, see, that's, see, see, that's the reason for the sign, though. You don't right, that's true. have a gun. <laughs> right, yeah, nobody that's true. Have a gun. That's why you put the sign there. Yeah. In other words, you just need the sign up there, and that would make people not, not do it. Right, yeah, there you go. So the sign, right. Well, and here's the key, too, on the con- this is why I'm a pro-conceal versus open carry kind of guy, which is <clears> if, you, if nobody knows how many people are actually carrying concealed at any given moment, you have to assume everybody is, just like your sign, right? That's the oh. idea is... If you if you you don't know who's caring, you got to assume everybody is, even if everybody isn't, and well, they, well, the deterrent know, effect you, works. Only if you've seen this, Walmart has actually changed their policy because I took a concealed carry class last year, and they used to have that little sign at the uh, on the door that you yeah. have to have for the concealed carry. And so I looked it up to see what was going on. What Walmart has done is they've left it up to individual management. And I'm assuming it's so that they can, like, that they wouldn't want certain to be certain neighborhoods that they would do by by company policy. So they've left it up to individual management to decide if they're going to have a a, a no gun policy at their own store. Mm. And so now most of the WalMarts don't have it because they had all those uh, shootings at the stores last year and do the riots and stuff. And so Walmart decided, hey, 
that there was a lot of instances they were held liable. So they decided they would they would they would have, if they if they're going to do that, then they have to provide their own security. If they don't, they can get sued. Yeah, so I, I, I've not heard that stand. Way. Yeah, I've not heard that stand. It's interesting though. I appreciate the call. So we got a lot of shootings going on, a lot of crime increasing, violence and such. So have we thought about just posting some signs that say, please don't do the bad stuff? And then that will actually convince people. They're like, you know, I had this neighborhood beef and I was totally going to, you know, murder somebody right here in the street. But I, they just hung a sign and the sign says, don't murder people in the street right here. So... I'm going to have to go someplace else to do my murdering. Uh, Mecklenburg County organization is going neighborhood by neighborhood in hopes of preventing escalating violence in the Queen City. The Mecklenburg County Council of Elders started a, quote, no shooting zone campaign late last year. Okay, so this has been going on a year. And uh, judging by the metrics, it looks like a colossal failure. I'm just going by, I mean, what are we up to now? 75 murders or something I heard? So, well, okay, I take it back. They may not all have been shootings. So, yeah, they could be murders by other means, in which case then the signs obviously did not address that. They were just no shooting zones. In seriousness, though, um, Do we have any metrics for success on this? Because, uh, spoiler alert, city dollars are going towards this. Public tax money is being used to fund this program. It's not a lot. It's $5,000 in a city, you know, billion-dollar budget. It's not a lot. Five grand is still a lot of money to me. But as far as the city budget goes, no, not so much. And uh, they still have, this is the biggest shocker of all, they still have 60 signs. Six zero. 60 signs available for neighborhoods. So if you're looking for a no-shooting zone sign for your neighborhood, you're in luck. They've got a bunch left over. Um, the signs themselves, this is according to the Fox 46 story, have a connection to neighborhoods. The hope, according to the woman that they interviewed, C. Maria Macon, that's probably how she pronounces it, Maria Macon, the founder of the Mecklenburg County Council of Elders, she says the hope is to create a sense of community pride. This is where you live. You don't want to mess up where you live. Uh, These people don't care about life. Do you think they care about community pride? Seriously. These are criminals. If you're going out shooting people, you're, you're a criminal. That's... You don't care about this stuff. That's it's part. It goes with the deal. It's like that's part of the rap, right? Um, Macon and other members of the group met with the new CMPD police chief, Johnny Jennings, soon after he was sworn into office back in July of 2020. And uh, she said, quote, we were brainstorming and talking about everything. And I said, you know, what if we had signs that just said no shooting zone? And he said, I never heard of that. Yeah, maybe there's a reason why he's never heard of that. Maybe there's a reason why this idea of simply posting 
no shooting signs around town might not actually lead to fewer shootings. I am curious, though. What is the metric? Are we tracking this? How are we going to know if it's been successful? Are we looking at the neighborhoods where the signs go up? And we're going to say, oh, look at that. No, no shootings around the sign. By the way, what's the radius of that sign? What's the impact radius of the sign? Like, do I have to see the sign in order not to shoot somebody? Is that, does it lose effectiveness the, the farther away I get from the sign? Like if I can't see that sign, because I've seen the sign, they had it in the in the uh, in the news story. Fox forty six did the the story, and I saw the sign, and uh, it has a picture of a gun. And so, like if I'm not close enough to read it, and admittedly, you know, my eyes are not what they used to be. But if I can't read the sign, and it just looks like a gun, might I think that this is a gun zone? Like this is a free fire shooting zone. I'm allowed to shoot people in this zone. If you're behind the sign. What if I am behind the sign? Is it a two-sided sign? That would be weird. You probably wouldn't even be able to see it all because it's hanging on a pole, right? These signs are in about a dozen neighborhoods. And according to the article, they are more than just talk. Each sign has a QR code. You know what that is, right? It's that splotchy inkblot looking thing that's a square and you put your phone on it. you, You take a picture and then it opens up some website or something and it what that video or what it links to is a video and it shows uh a shooting it shows like a a a reenactment of how it can ruin people's lives how it ruins lives shootings ruin lives okay i'm sure that'll i'm sure that'll do it somebody walking down the road Maybe they don't even have an opinion one way or the other on shootings. They're like, yeah, you know what? I might be able to shoot somebody. Maybe not. I don't know. Hadn't really thought about it. I'm shooting curious. And, um, oh, hey, there's a sign. Oh, okay. Well, this is good to know. If I do want to participate in the shootings, I cannot do it here. There's a QR code. I should probably check. Maybe they'll show me a map of the area that I am not allowed to shoot in. And then some areas where I can just in case, again, I'm shooting curious. And then, oh my gosh, what is this video? I am now off the path of potentially shooting people because apparently when you murder people, it can ruin their life as well as yours. Good to know. QR codes. Doing the work of parents. It's a proud day for Mecklenburg County and Charlotte. Um, by the way, uh, Massive spike in shootings in 2015. And by the way, uh, the folks who have had the disparate impact, because I know folks on the left are uh, very, very interested in the disparate impact analysis. This is how they prove that there's all of the institutional and systemic racism, by the way, uh, is because they look at the data on the back end and they say, aha, well, if there's any kind of unequal outcomes, that disparate out, uh, disparate uh, impact that then proves that there's racism in the system. Okay. If you look at the murder stats, there is disparate impact in the murder stats. And police actually have a highly beneficial disparate impact on non white communities because, on aggregate, black people are eight times more likely than white people to be murdered. 
Black people are eight times more likely to be murdered than whites. So, the disparate impact there tells me might be better, just spitballing here, folks, might be better to have a bunch more cops than the signs. But what do I know? I'm just a radio host, right? Remember, Brett Winterbull coming up. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. And I will join Bo Thompson on the WBT Facebook Talktoberfest live stream tonight at 7.30. Hope you can be there and join us. I'll see you tomorrow. Otherwise, don't break anything while I'm gone. 